Next on BYU Sports Nation, better suited for March. Is that really the case for BYU basketball this season? We'll ask Blaine Fowler. And what do a baby horse and Fred Warner have to do with each other, Spencer? Absolutely nothing, There's right? something. Plus, he committed to BYU football in December, and he's ready to welcome the rest of his signing class tomorrow. Offensive lineman Connor Pay debuts. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Tuesday, February 6th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the spokesperson for the Gonzaga Invitational, Jerem Jordan. Do you want a great spring break location and experience full of TGI Fridays and victories? <laughs> Join us at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas for a week in which submissive St. Mary's and Brighamites <laughs> will go down again. We own this place. Mark Fuse, the commissioner. Join us, won't you? It'll be a great experience in Lost Wages. Oh, man. The Gonzaga Invitational it. it's like, hey, another basketball season. does have a real case to it, doesn't it? I didn't say it in vain when I first said it. I know. Do you say anything in vain? All kinds of things. <laughs> All kinds of things. Uh, is BYU better suited for the Gonzaga Invitational? <laughs> we'll discuss that coming up in just a bit, but not before the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Set your DVR for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose featuring player guest McKay Cannon. The show airs live tonight on BYU TV at 8 p.m. Eastern as the Cougars prepare to host back-to-back home games against the Santa Clara Broncos on Thursday and the San Francisco Dons on Saturday. These are two teams that BYU's really owned since coming into the league. There have been a couple of losses, but not really. BYU's been really dominant against those two. I expect two victories. BYU football linebacker Fred Warner received his official NFL Draft Combine Invitational to Indianapolis. There's the connection with the baby horse. The scouting combine runs Tuesday, February 27th through Monday, March 5th. Warner is listed by Todd McShay of ESPN as the ninth best inside linebacker prospect. Most draft boards or the projections have him going middle rounds. Yeah. We'll see if he can improve that. Yeah, day two or three. He's not a, not a round one guy probably, but uh, he's going to be drafted, which is exactly what BYU needs, and we've been saying for a long time. By the way, his uh, pro player comparison is oh. Alani Fua. Oh, yeah. From the Brigham. <laughs> BYU men's volleyball drops one spot. To seventh in the latest AVCA coaches poll, BYU plays at UC San Diego. Then the Cougars open up conference play at USC. Also, freshman opposite Gabby Garcia Fernandez is the off the block national freshman of the week after 30 kills and six sets against UC Santa Barbara. This marks his second honor this season. And BYU Gymnastics drops three spots to number 21 in the latest top 25 rankings. The Cougars uh, were in third place in a quad meet in Denver last week. Brittany Haas is the MRGC Bars Specialist of the Week. Fourth time this year, scoring a 9.925 in Denver. She has overcome three season-ending injuries. Three. Good for She's her. She's the Taysom Hill of gymnastics. Seriously. 
And she's also from Idaho. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Better suited for March. We have used the following words and phrases to describe the current version of BYU basketball. Improved. Balanced. More competitive. More disciplined. A real team. They're better than last year. Yet, our stat of the day provides some conflicting data with those statements. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This is the second time in seven West Coast Conference seasons BYU's had a 7-5 and five record through 12 games. In fact, it ties BYU's worst record through 12 games. What? BYU does finish strong typically, though. 5-1 or 6-0 and oh in the back six. Dave Rose gets his guys to uh, get it together before Vegas. Yeah, I will say this. The one year BYU started 7-5 and five in West Coast Conference play through 12 games, the Cougars went on a run, made the NCAA tournament that year, but they also featured Kyle Collinsworth, Tyler Haas, and Chase Fisher on that team. Our Yoli Childs, Elijah Bryant, and TJ Haas, that same triple threat. Can they go on a run? And again, it's... Not as an at-large. It's about 2018, and what's ahead in March? Roll out the Twitter question. Why is, or why isn't, BYU basketball better suited to win the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Ryben3, tournament is all about playing good defense and getting hot at the right time. We have proven we can do both, but our inability to beat St. Zaga teams in the tournament is our biggest hurdle. The fan presence of St. Zaga... Teams is also a hurdle that's underrated in Vegas. Uh, let's be honest. The fan presence of Gonzaga yeah, is the so hurdle. St. Mary's, honestly. <laughs> like, all of Moraga dumps into Vegas, and it fills part of one section. Every year is so different from one to the next. Yet it's the same, Gonzaga and St. Mary's. And, yeah, you're, you're going yeah. to my point. Yeah. This year it's, well, Gonzaga and St. Mary's are ranked 11th. And 12th, and I should say that in reverse order. St. Mary's is ranked 11th, Gonzaga 12th. Until Saturday. And then we'll see, yeah. They play each other Saturday. Saturday night, the rematch <laughs> between those teams. Is BYU-San Francisco in the afternoon just so we can watch that game? Oh, I'm grateful you, for it. Jobs. I'm grateful for the West Coast Conference game of the week on BYU TV, <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Yes, it's a different scenario, but typically it ends in the same result with Gonzaga winning the West Coast Conference tournament. Yet BYU has been closer. They've been more competitive against St. Mary's specifically than they were last year. So does that make them more suited to win the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas? I say no. I think, I think BYU is better suited to compete. I don't think they're better suited to win. I just, don't, I just don't see BYU winning against Gonzaga or St. Mary's in the semis right now. As currently constituted, I really don't. BYU is not as consistent offensively as they need to be. I think defensively, BYU is fine. This is where I think BYU is better suited to compete versus win. Okay, win is a stretch for me. Top twelve teams—that's too much to ask right now. This is the best defensive team BYU has had since 2012, based on this number. Okay, BYU has changed its tempo and the amount of possessions in a game. So it's—you can't just argue scoring defense. How many points are allowed? But there's a number, we brought it up before, it's called adjusted defensive efficiency. I don't want to get too stat nerdy on you. How many points do you give up per 100 possessions? Too late. That, ac- that accounts for how many possessions are in, whatever, okay? That, that uh, balances things. 
BYU's giving up 96.7 points per 100. That's BYU's lowest number since 2012. This team's a better defensive team, okay? Offensively, BYU needs more consistency. TJ Haas needs to be there. Yoli Childs needs to be there. Elijah Bryant can't go 1 for 11, 0 for 8 from 3, and expect to win like any game, right? Um, if, that, if that version of BYU shows up in Vegas, they're in trouble. But if the best we're, – we're hoping the best version of BYU shows up, and then BYU gets in a situation where maybe they pull off a semifinal against Gonzaga or St. Mary's, then you're playing one game for a title, and anything can happen in one game. The great equalizer in college basketball is the three-point line. I agree 100% with you. BYU is better suited to compete against the top-tier teams in the West Coast Conference on a neutral floor, albeit Gonzaga's home away from home. home. neutral floor. (laughs) On Gonzaga's neutral floor. Let's call it that. But BYU is better suited (laughs) to compete there because of the defensive ideology and philosophy and statistics, for that matter, that you just brought up. But I don't think that they are better suited to win the West Coast Conference Tournament, until they can shoot the three-pointer better. Yeah, BYU doesn't have the horses. They have. They don't have they enough have dropped, dudes offensively. They have dropped significantly from last year in terms of a, as a team shooting the three-pointer. Like, let me, there's a few guys who aren't playing as well as they were. McKay Cannon, Peyton Dastrup. We thought we would get more from Zach Selyus from the three-point line. right? So these, if these guys can turn it on the last six games... They don't have to be great. They should just be themselves. If which, BYU which is better can than shoot thirty three percent from the three point line and continue to play the type of defense that they have, they got a shot. Absolutely, they got a shot. I'm that's not, not saying, asking for something crazy, is it? That's I mean, with this team, with no seniors, with a new philosophy, with two top twelve teams in the league right now, that's all you can ask for. It is unrealistic to expect that BYU is going to win a semifinal at this current juncture. But if BYU can figure some things out in the last six. Get going, get some mojo, beat Gonzaga at home, take care of business on the road next week. That's a huge road swing. Then you go into Vegas with a little bit of confidence, win a quarter, and then just play your guts out, try and win a semifinal, and then just see what happens. That's all you can hope for because right now this team's cruising into third, cruising into the NIT, so anything above that will be a surprise and be a, a good thing for it's BYU all as, gravy. They, as they work towards next year when they actually make a run at the NCAA tournament. BYU is averaging seven made three-pointers a game, so can they shoot seven for 21? Well, BYU's like the third – they have the third lowest makes in league per game from three. Like, they need to be bet- – in the offseason, Dave Rose said, defensively we need to uh, eliminate uh, some of the threes that are being taken. They've done that. But they need to make more. BYU shot. Zach Selyus has very little presence from three right now. BYU shot eight for 44 in their current two game losing streak from the three point line. Eight for 44. That's 18%. That's, that's me in a single morning of pickup at church. That's 18%. Eight for 44. Can they, a lot. Can they push that to 33%? I don't think that's asking this crazy number. No. Yet, you're playing two top 12 teams. St. Mary's, you do not match up with defensively. No one does, really. Not even Gonzaga to a degree, although they lost by three. They match up, I guess. Um, it's, it, it's a tough one. I think BYU wants to, needs to play Gonzaga in the semis, by the way. It's just a better matchup. Better matchup, yeah. But Gonzaga on that court, listen, it's harder for BYU to beat Gonzaga in the Orleans than it is in the Kennel. It really is. The, the, the energy and the emotion there. For some reason, and this plays into the small gym theory that the fans love to, to do, for some reason, BYU is right there 
in the in the most important games with the best crowds. Like BYU gets up for that. It's when there's 1,200 people at LMU, and you're basically playing at Salt Lake Community College, where BYU does not get up for that. For some reason, the energy is not there. The defensive intensity, for some reason, is not there. Like it, at Portland, it's just a tough environment to get. BYU's got to figure out how to generate that energy in that situation. In the tournament, it is easy to get up. It is easy to get going. And I think the BYU fans need to show up in Vegas a little bit better. It's been decent. But Gonzaga overwhelmingly dominates there because they know they're going to win it. What factor would more BYU fans play in this for BYU? But here's the thing. Gonzaga fans plan this trip a year in advance. Why can't BYU fans do that? What's the excuse? They could, but I'm telling you, because it is set up, Gonzaga only seats 6,000 at their arena, right? Yeah. Five or 6,000. A lot of people that want to go watch Gonzaga play can't get into the game. They can't get into the game, but they can get into the games in Las Vegas, which is why they make the trek down there. There is something to They make that. it down there because they know they're going to win. All the more yeah. enticing, right? Yeah. Hey, we're going to win a conference championship. It's 9,500 in New Orleans. It's I not get, like a much bigger. I get to go to Las Vegas. It's a great destination. It's Gonzaga's spring break. BYU does not have a spring break due to its term scheduling, uh, EFY, women's conference, all these things. There's no spring break here. That may play a factor, too. Yes, it would be great if more BYU fans showed up. I don't know that that's the answer. It, it isn't. I'm just, and I think it would help. We agree. The answer BYU is to play better D and make threes. Basketball is better suited to compete and be in the game at the end and have an opportunity in crunch time. The Cougars have not gotten it done typically in crunch time, particularly in Las Vegas. But if they continue to play the rate of defense that they are playing right now and make a few more three-pointers, now we're talking. The three-pointer is the great equalizer. I, we're not asking I learned for that a ton. according to the movie Undercover Brother. We're not asking for a ton. <laughs> hey, BYU just can't shoot 18% from the three-point line and expect to win basketball games. 30% plus. 33% would be great yeah. if they can continue to play the, the type of defense they're playing. I'll tell you what I don't expect. I don't expect what happened last year to happen. BYU loses by 30-plus. Like, that yeah, won't happen. Like, yes, the margins of loss are, are less. That's nice. What that means, though, is that BYU is in almost every game. Of the five losses, only two have gotten away from BYU, really. But in the second half, BYU's right there. At LMU, not enough offense and like did not play well enough to win in that. At St. Mary's, it got away from BYU in the second half. In overtime at home, got away from BYU. BYU needs to finish games a little bit better. And now they got a shot. They get, I just want a shot in semifinal Monday, which was four weeks from yesterday. Why or why isn't BYU basketball better suited to win the WCC tournament in Las Vegas? At our Green Hot tweets in. Despite the fact that both Gonzaga and St. Mary's are top 15 teams, BYU has played them close. BYU could win either of those games. Will they? No. BYU needs a consistent third score. Just no? Okay. Just a consistent three-point shooter, right? Coming up, one of BYU's newest signees in football. And does Blaine Fowler believe this BYU basketball team is better equipped for a possible March run? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Our conversation is happening right now on Twitter. 
Follow at BYU Sports Nation as we approach 22,000 followers and use the hashtag BYUSN. BYU basketball, Dave Rose is on tonight. As the coach uh, recaps last week and looks ahead to uh, Santa Clara and San Francisco this week. It's at 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The player guest today is McKay Cannon. You can uh, tweet in questions, use the hashtag Rose Show. Reserve your seat if you're local want to hang out. BYUcougars.com slash Rose Show or just come up to the building and use the promo code Spencer sent me, let me in. I repeat, Spencer sent me, let me in. You get a free oatmeal raisin cookie along with that. You will? No. Oh, okay. I was like, what? (laughs) Remember cookies tonight? Sweet. (laughs) Our Twitter question today, why is or why isn't BYU basketball better suited to win the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas at JJ underscore Crow 3? I think the fact that BYU has a good record despite having never put together a flawless, complete game is encouraging. BYU has parts and pieces that have made them good, so if BYU can utilize all of their strengths, they can definitely make a tournament run. 25 games in, you you need to have a I, – I, BYU's had a couple. The peak but, performance was the game at Utah Valley. That's that was, the that's, best that I saw BYU play all year. In fact, that's BYU's second best win, you could argue best win of the season. Next to Utah Based on home. a bunch of metrics. Well – it was on the road, and it was only like 20 difference in RPI. Like, there's an argument there that that's the best win. Opportunities you, lie UV ahead. You've used your second best win this season. Opportunities lie ahead for BYU to make that Jeez. not the case. Joining us now, dual threat analyst, Uncle B, friend of the program, Blaine Fowler. He's also a national champion. Blaine, welcome back to the studio. What's up, Blaine? guys? So McKay Cannon's the guest tonight on Dave's show? He is. So his football coach played football with, with me here, Rich Hobbs. Linebacker. Yeah, from Shelly. And he called me when McKay played in that Utah Valley game, and he just said, just so you know, he would be a lights-out slot receiver for BYU. He says, the kid is phenomenal. He's as good at football as he is at basketball. BYU football ought to be recruiting him over to play (laughs) slot receiver because he's a gamer and he will not drop a ball. State champ. I'm like, all right, let's get him out there. Let's get McKay out there. State champ. Why not? Who knew? Great athlete. Great competitor. He... He's one of my favorite players on that, on that basketball team right now. Well, and the addition of McKay Cannon, starting with that Utah Valley game, made a lot of people feel like, hey, BYU basketball is better suited to compete and maybe win the conference tournament in Las Vegas. So let's go to our Twitter question. Right now, as currently constituted, why or why isn't BYU basketball better suited to win as Jerem calls it, the Gonzaga Invitational. Yeah, it's true. That's true. It's true <laughs> Look right? at Murphy's record, right? It's true. But he, a guy like McKay Cannon, who's a very good defender, tough guy defender, that mentality on that basketball team um, is what makes them better suited to win when you've got to play multiple games in, in, in a few days. Because there may be a game where you're playing against an opponent that you should beat, but you're not shooting it well. And, and those are games that good defensive teams lose. Those are upset games. Um, really good teams can lock people down and they can figure out how to win ugly because they can defend. And that's why I think BYU has a chance because they're better defensively. They can they can lock teams down down the stretch. They've been able to do that. They're a good free throw shooting team, especially in clutch time. Now we just got to get everybody on the same page offensively. I mean, TJ, I think, has played much better in the last couple of weeks, um, especially at Gonzaga. He loves to play against Gonzaga. What is the deal with that? He's, like, at his best in that environment. Zag killer. Yeah. Which is a good thing. But but you have Elijah not 
play well in that. And, and I have to think getting knocked in the head in the LMU game, missing a bunch of minutes there, kind of put his team in a funk because they're, they're, they look to him for scoring when they're having scoring droughts. He's the guy. And you can't tell me he was right. In that Gonzaga game. And then he hit his shin in that right. game, too. And so, so if he's 100%, because he's been the most consistent player on this basketball team all season long, you can count on him. That That is an aberration, the way he played at Gonzaga. And I have to attribute it to he just wasn't right. Now he's got some time this week to get healed up before they play again. They have two teams that they should beat, you know, where, they're not, where they don't have to go on the road. Um, he gets healthy. If TJ plays the way he's b- played the last couple of games, and, and Elijah's his normal old self – then they play defense the way they've been playing defense. I, I think they're just better prepared, and the makeup of this team mentally is better to make a little bit of a run in this tournament. Now, it would require a semifinal win. That's yeah. That's Gonzaga or St. Mary's, which would be incredible. BYU's zero four against the Zags, zero one against St. Mary's. Yeah, I, but but the, at some point BYU's going to beat them. This is there. the weirdest thing for me to say. I'm like I'm going to listen to myself say this and go what. I think I'd rather have him play Gonzaga in the semis. Amen. I said that same thing. And and the reason is the matchup this year. They match up really well with them this year. And we'll see when Gonzaga comes here at the end of the season. But but with a healthy Elijah and and, and on all cylinders, they match up. St. Mary's, man, they're really good this year. They're playing up to expectation. They lost a couple of games early that they shouldn't have. But now they're playing like a really veteran team. So Saturday night, I was hanging out with them Saturday, by the way. I was down doing Air Force in San Diego State for ESPN, and St. Mary's was in my hotel. They were in the Mission Valley Marriott because they were playing USD. I walked in, and I'm like, that big dude looks like Jock Landale. <laughs> and then I walk over, and I go, that is Jock. <laughs> so this is a team that's been together for a long time. When it's clutch, when it's down the stretch, they know how to get stops. They make the extra pass. They know who's supposed to get the shot. They take the right shots, and they just execute. They did it again on the road at San Diego on Saturday. They're in a tight ball game. They've got to execute on the stretch. They just do it flawlessly right now. I think they're very equipped to get to the finals and win that tournament this year. And so saying that you can never discount Gonzaga, but I feel like St. Mary's is what BYU wants to be and will be next year or the year after with veteran guys. And so that matchup's tougher for BYU right now. They take BYU out of what they want to do, and they do to BYU what BYU wants to do to them. Where Gonzaga just tries to athletically match up, BYU's better athletically than they've been. I would rather see him play Gonzaga in the semis. I think they have a better shot. That's Does that sound crazy? No, no, but then we you face the Gonzaga crowd, and you're in yeah. Vegas. It's a that, home game. It's just really tough. It's a home We're game for the We're talking on the court. There's a lot going off the court there, too. Yeah, and, and so it's... And yeah, matches up better in the kennel than the, with Gonzaga than they do in Vegas. Isn't that isn't that the strangest thing? Weird, right? Yeah. So I, th- that's my feeling. I think they're better equipped. Th- those are two really good basketball teams. And to me, it's a shame that BYU dropped that Pacific game. The LMU game really hurts them because you know I cover the Atlantic Ten and I cover the Mountain West. Those leagues are down this year. The, the Atlantic Ten may be a one bid league. Rhode Island's really good. They thought St. Bonaventure would be another bit, but they. They beat Syracuse and Maryland on the road early, but now they've been bad in conference play. That's a league that usually gets three teams in. You know, and now the Mountain West. Nevada's, the the, Nevada's looking like it, and Boise State's trying. But, but if they drop another one, that could be a one-bid league, maybe two. So there's more, there should be more bids open, and this is a year that, that the WCC, I felt like if BYU took care of business and didn't lose to non what do you guys call them? Non-St. Zaga teams. I feel like this was a three-bid league this year because of what's going on in other leagues. But you, you can't drop 
game specific in LMU. Yeah. That just kills you. Two losses. BYU goes for two point eight a year. I'm I'm hoping there's not one next week. I don't see one this week. Next next week certainly a challenge as well. At Pepperdine and at San Diego road tests. Blaine and I will be calling those games. Yes, we'll on be there. The road. We're, so we're going on the road. We'll find out. Now, Jeremy and I agree that BYU is better suited to compete in Las Vegas because. They value possession. They play mm-hmm. defense. They're just better suited to do that, and they've shown that in actual games this year. But I feel strongly that if BYU can just make a few more three-pointers. Now now we're talking. I mean, I'm looking at the losses, and I just pulled up a few box scores here. UT Arlington, BYU shoots 6 for 27 from the three-point line. Alabama, BYU 4 of 17. Go back to last week, Gonzaga, 3 of 20. What, what, what was Eli alone oh, for from eight. three? Right, so so if Eli and Eli normally, I mean he's let's he's a forty five percent guy. You can rely on him. Minimum three there, right? Maybe four. So so if he makes four threes, that's and TJ plays the way he's playing. Now Gonzaga's on the ropes and they got problems, you know. And so so I mean you guys watched that game just like I did. He wasn't right in that game. He wasn't right in that game, and he got smacked in the game before. And so so let. If he can get his mind back right and play the way he's playing, and TJ continues to be the way he is, I think they're, I think BYU's a better basketball team than they were last year. I do. Yeah, we felt that way, despite BYU being 7-5 and five in league, which is tied for their worst through 12 games. Let's shift to football. Tomorrow's football signing day. We've got a two-hour show. We're very excited about that, an hour earlier than normal uh, from 11 to 1 Eastern time. BYU's coming off of a 4-9 season, new offensive coordinator, what, what do you, how do you feel BYU will represent itself on signing day tomorrow? You know, from, from what I've heard, we're not, we're not going to talk about individual players, right? Until tomorrow. Until tomorrow, we will. But um, I, like, I like this class, and I think people are going to go, oh, you know what? That bad season didn't affect them that much. They still got the guys that they wanted to get. Now, keep in mind, with BYU, more than any other school in the country, the recruiting class, it sends a message of where the program is. But the classes typically have zero or very little impact the next year because of missions and all, and all that they do. Here's the good news. I feel like BYU's in a better position with what they bring back this year to not have to rely on kids that are just coming in. Now, there's and again, we're not going to talk about players. There, there's maybe a grad transfer that I think might have a big impact next year. But, but freshmen that are coming in, um, they shouldn't have to play. And, and when I look at this team across the board on offense and defense, the players they had that were young, that were backing up last year, will step up and they'll, they'll be better. And on offense, where everybody thinks there's a ton of need, there really isn't. Because where it seems like there's need, it was because there were so many injuries last year. They're stacked at tight end, but it seemed like we only had one last year. They're stacked at running back. It seemed like they just had Squally, and he was only healthy at the end of the year last year. Um, they got a lot of receivers coming back. They maybe could upgrade there a little bit. The offensive line, the guys that were backing up last year, these young guys, there's NFL talent that's going to move in and play now this year. So the one spot on offense that has to get more production and be better and more consistent is the quarterback position. Huh. And it's going to be a fun race. But, but you're not going to fix that by somebody you're bringing in right now. It's got to be one of the guys that was there has to progress and get better. It's Bo or Joe or Tanner. Right. And one of those guys, I believe, will step up, and if they can keep them all healthy, th- then that makes a difference. So that, to me, you get there's all kinds of talent, and everybody's thinking, man, do they need to go get a receiver? Do they need to go get a tight end? Do they need to get more running backs? They really don't. They, they need it for three years from now when these kids all come back from missions. But 
they've got to get production from the quarterback position, and they're going to be fine. And then on defense, they one of the young guys needs to step up because they've lost one of the best players they've had defensively in a long, long time in Fred Warner. They got the linebacking core needs to play better. Um, I think there's talent all around defensively. I think the secondary is just fine. They got talent. Their young guys played. But at linebacker, they have to be more productive. And at quarterback, they need to be way more productive. But it's not going to be solved tomorrow. It's got to be solved by the guys that are already there. Uncle B bringing it in Studio B. Don't let the smile and the boyish good looks fool you. He will take your money on a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, it's supposed to be like high 50s next week. Hey, let's so we're, go. we're going. Let's go. We're going. Man. Let's go. Blaine, great to talk to you. Good to talk to you guys. Why is or why isn't BYU basketball better suited to win the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas? Coming up, what compelled this high school player to keep a commitment to BYU after a 4 and 9 season in an offensive coordinator change? It's a lot to handle. Plus, freshman All American tight end Matt Bushman goes under. Undercover on between the lines. People have to know who that guy is, right? They've got to know, Lauren. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere you can manage to engage. The future is now, Spencer, with BYU Football Signing Day. Our two-hour special is tomorrow. From 11 to 1 Eastern time, we are very excited about it. We're going to have all the main coaches and, and uh, guys involved on the show tomorrow. It's going to be funny. Two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation to cover signing day live for football, which they're bringing the party over to our building this year, 11 to 1 Eastern tomorrow. If you missed the headlines the first time around, good news. We'll do it again. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose featuring player guest McKay Cannon airs live tonight on BYU TV at 8 p.m. Eastern. Listen on BYU Radio. The Cougars. We'll host back-to-back home games this week against Santa Clara and San Francisco on Thursday and Saturday, respectively. Fred Warner received his official NFL Draft Combine invitation. The scouting combine runs Tuesday, February 27th through Monday, March 5th in Indianapolis, Indiana. BYU men's volleyball drops one spot to number seven in the latest AVCA coaches poll. Freshman opposite Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, the off-the-block national freshman of the week. Second time he's received that honor. And Brittany Haas is the MRGC Bars Specialist of the Week after scoring a meet high of 9925 Friday. The BYU gymnastics team moves to 21st in the national rankings, dropping three spots, but still ranked. As Jerem just mentioned, the future is now with BYU football. Tomorrow is a huge day. Lives will change. Sign on the dotted line and ink in your future. It's National Signing Day, which means new talent, new names, and obviously new faces. And in honor of the occasion, we go between the lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. With tomorrow's special event, Top of Mind, we petitioned the help of BYU's freshman All-American tight end and went on campus. We gave him a special signing day checklist that he had to complete as he went undercover. All right, we're with BYU tight end Matt Bushman, and he's going to see how many people he can sign to his own team, seeing that signing day is tomorrow. Are you ready for this? Yes, let's do it. Do it. There's National Signing Day for the football team. Do you guys know what that is? When the high school recruits decide where they want to go. Yeah, exactly. So I really want to sign for the BYU football team. What are some tips you guys have for me? Know the coaches. What do you think of the coaches? I think they're good, and I think the new coaching, or the new offense coordinator is going to be great. How's it going, guys? Can I ask you a few questions? My name's Tanner Mingo. What are you talking about? You're Matt's 
Bushman you doing right. Here we go. My name is Matt Bushman, and I am looking for an intramural ping pong player to be my partner. Do you like ping pong? I love ping pong. You love ping pong? Yeah. So I'm not the best ping pong player, but I'm, I'm willing to practice a lot. Would you want to be on my team? Uh, sure. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so I'm taking this pretty serious. I wanted to like make a contract, like make this official. Does that sound good? 5 a.m., 5 to 9 every day? Yeah, 5 to 9. Um, nice. You'll have time to study around 10 p.m. Are you married or are you dating anyone? No, but this perfect. will probably get me hit. Really yeah, quick, real right? quick. So can we actually like make this official? 5 to 9. I will play ping pong. I will play ping pong. We'll work out at Vasa, because that's where all the cool guys live. Nice. Perfect. I just need your signature. Boom. Awesome. There you go, man. Perfect, man. World domination. Alrighty. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about football? I, I just like the athleticism. Definitely. I don't know, I, the, the brutality of it. Brutality. I mean, there's nothing like it. What about blocking? Blocking's pretty important in football. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to teach you how to block okay. real quick. Okay. Right. A tip. You just go up and just push them in the chest. Okay. And just keep pushing. <laughs> and then they rip you, you just keep pushing. So you do that to me. Will you block me right now? Uh, all right. You have to go harder. You have to go harder. <laughs> all right, all right, you're good. <laughs> nice to meet you. Thanks. <laughs> My name is Matt Bushman. I'm a tight end all on right. the BYU football team. Is it cool if we uh, take a picture? Yeah, go for it. Can we use your phone? Uh, my phone is actually inside Are you my serious? office I'm working in right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you want me to go grab real quick? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll use my phone. <laughs> All right, I'm going to send it to you right now. All right. Deal? Deal. All right, I'll Blake. Nice to meet you. All right, nice to meet you, Matt. There it is for you guys to see. Yeah, so my name is actually Matt Bushman. I'm on the football team. Cool. Um, I signed here okay. in 2014. I didn't really know what to do. Then I eventually decided to come here. I signed my contract. I went on my mission. The old coaching staff left. The new ones came. And I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know if they liked me. But luckily, our, our coaches liked me. So I was able to come here, and here I am at BYU. I just played my first season. It was a lot of fun. Do you know anyone on the football team? I think everyone knows him, but I love Butch. What about his brother? Have you met Neil? I've met Neil. He's like the skinny, taller version the of Skinny, Butch. taller one. Not very muscular, huh? What about, have you heard about Matt Bushman? Do you know who that is? I've heard of him. I'm not familiar. He's not very good, though, huh? <laughs> no, I, w I wouldn't say that because okay. I don't really know him. <laughs> I'm Matt Bushman. Oh, oh my nice gosh, what the heck? <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> good luck to everyone. Um, I made the best decision when I signed here. Just go for it. Go with your gut. And if, once you sign here, you'll love it. So good luck and have fun. Great advice. Thanks, Matt. For the record, Matt actually said he'd play ping pong with that guy. Like, after all is said and done, he's like, you know what, man, hey, let's go play ping pong. He was super nice to him. So thanks, Matt, for participating. Next week, we have men's basketball's McKay Cannon and his wife, Maddie, playing I Got Game. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL. Use the hashtag BYU BTL. And follow us on Instagram at Between the Lines with a Y. Denzel Washington involved in I Got Game somehow, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow, that, uh, that was sweet. fun. The, uh, Matt and uh, yeah. the dude that uh, thinks he would get hitched immediately from that, uh, <laughs> they could have gone in the Wilk, the Wilkinson Center, and just played ping pong. There's, I know. Ping pong club every Tuesday. By the bowling alley. Every Tuesday. Every I didn't Tuesday know that. night, okay. ping pong club. I know no, what that, I'm doing tonight. That kid was really ex ecstatic that he was going to play ping pong. You almost feel bad for the guy because Matt's just trying to check off the list, but the but, guy's like, I love ping pong. Really love people. Well, that's what I'm saying. Matt after was like, "Hey man, for real yeah. though, we can go play ping pong. Yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> I'm not great, but the 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 2017 BYU football offense. 
Matt Bushman. <laughs> he was a freshman All-American in spite of everything. He was the best thing well, about it. Well, that's why more people should have known who he was. You know? Now yeah. they, will, they well, will know. None of them went to the San Jose State game, so they missed <laughs> seeing him. Oh, that's true. Lauren, great stuff. <laughs> Thanks for the time, Thanks, gentlemen. Lauren. You're welcome. See you later. You're welcome. We so graciously gave you time. Let's end this. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She's, she has spoken. She's in charge, man. She has spoken. That's the truth. Hey, coming up, a drop in a national ranking, but a national honor in the same sport. And next, an early signee for BYU on the eve of signing day. Connor Pay, offensive lineman, joins us. He's tall. He's big. He's strong. He will push you over. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting sharply at 6 p.m. Eastern time, except on Tuesdays. Which is today. BYU basketball Dave Rose uh, airs immediately following the rear of BYU Sports Nation uh, coming up at 8 Eastern time tonight with host Greg Rubel, uh, McKay Cannon. Is tonight's guest. All right. Cannon Blast. He grew up on a dairy farm. We'll show you some photos. And apparently he's an amazing slot receiver. We learned that from Blaine Fowler. We are bringing that up as well, his uh, football prowess. It's in 10 questions. Don't miss it. Does Kalani know about this? If not, he will after tonight. (laughs) Kalani's pursuing a different slot receiver. Ah, yes, he is. One that has some serious experience, right? <laughs> why is or why isn't BYU basketball better suited to win the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas? That is our Twitter question today. At Greg Rosenhan tweets in, They aren't consistent enough to beat St. Zaga back-to-back. I have hope for next year if the team stays together. Yeah, we're not looking for a win Tuesday per se. We're looking for a win Monday and then just see what happens Tuesday, I think, right? That would be an overachievement to beat a top 15 team. Neutral side. If it comes down to Pacific playing St. Mary's in the one versus four game on Monday, Pacific is going to win that game. That would be awesome. And then BYU would have to. Wouldn't have to beat Gonzaga and St. Mary's back to back. That'd be nice. But you're going to have to win a tough Monday game against Gonzaga or St. Mary's. Let's go. Right? Yes. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is a man who is ready for tough competition, tough games. Bring it on. His name is Connor Pay, offensive lineman. He stands at six feet, six inches tall. He's listed at 295 pounds. He's big, and he's making his debut. Connor, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Happy to be here. Hey, did I get your height and weight correct? If not, you can correct that now. No, you got it right. All right. right. Okay. We're off to a good start. Excellent. (laughs) We're off to a good start. Connor, uh, let's start with uh, this question. Why did you decide that BYU is the program for you, man? Um, well, it kind of all started um, with my dad playing there. And I've gone to games my entire life. And um, I'd always, it's always been my dream to go to BYU. Um, but then, you know, you start to bring in different scholarship offers. You know, you, gotta, you, you have to look around because – you know, you got to make the right decision for you. And um, just going through that whole process, um, I just kept coming back to the environment on the campus of BYU and the family atmosphere within the football team, which is something that I was really attracted to. Um, And so I think that kind of ended making the final decision for me. 
um, that I knew I wanted to be a Cougar. Um, and that, that kind of, I kind of came to that realization when Coach Detmer got fired because that's when I was like, oh, man, we lost most of the offensive staff. And that's when I was just kind of looking around, um, looking at other schools and stuff. And then uh, it just kind of came back to, well, I want to go to BYU because that's where I want to go to school. Not only is that where I want to go to football, um, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, and, and yeah, you want to have a successful athletic career, but you also need to, uh, you know, to go to school as well. So was your dad Dennis or, or Gary? Gary. Gary. Is your uncle Dennis? Yes. Okay. And both play. Okay. So your dad was a 264 pound center. It's a different era, man. And then your uncle Dennis uh, was the, uh, was a 245 pound lineman. It's kind of, it's kind of different now. You have to have a little more weight these days, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what when did when did um you decide or when did you decide okay the staff has changed but I still want to go to BYU like what what was the moment like or what swayed you to be like oh I yeah I still want to go to BYU um well I was really I was just it was a few days um like four or five days after they announced um that the offensive staff was kind of up in the air and that coach Detmar is no longer the coordinator and um, I had kind of just been like those for the last two years, the whole time I'd been committed, those are the guys that I was expecting to play for. Um, and that's why I kind of came back to, you know, well, I still get, I still get the feeling that BYU is the place for me and that that's where I need to go. Um, and, and so it was, it was a lot of, a lot of prayer and stuff and asking God to help me out, um, with this decision. And, um, I, again, I just came back to the student life and the school, how good their programs are, because whether football works out for me or not, I'm going to need that degree to set me up for the rest of my life. And uh, I, just, I just thought BYU was, was the best opportunity for that for me. BYU football signee Connor Pay, an offensive lineman with us on BYU Sports Nation. At this point, Connor, how much do you know about your new offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes? Um, not too much right now. I got, I got to know him a lot better, uh, on my official this past weekend. Um, just a little bit about his past and how, um, he got into coaching and things like that. Um, but still, I still, I want to, I want to be down there and be able to talk with him more so I can, uh, uh, get to know him better, but I love the style of football that he plays. And, um, I can't, I can't wait to get there. It's a, it's a, pounding offense you know run the ball run the ball and that's that's what i want that's what every offensive lineman wants right there smash mouth football and that's what he's going to bring to byu and so i'm really excited about it connor it's a good thing to have a former offensive lineman as the oc for you trust me (laughs) absolutely that is a good thing uh when do you plan on enrolling at byu um so i'm gonna go on an lds mission straight out of high school um hopefully leave at the end of june early july um, and I will enroll in the fall of 2020. 2020 it is, man. Have yep. you looked at the 2020 football schedule, Connor? Um, only, only a little bit. I don't remember um, much of the game, so I think, I think Stanford's on there, if I remember right. Um, that's really the only one I remember. All right, we're going to call out some of these games. You at, tell at us what goes, is, what goes through your mind. At Stanford's last game. So let, let's start with it. At Utah. That's a nice way to start the season. Yeah. 
Michigan State at Arizona State at Minnesota. Utah State, Houston at Northern Illinois at Boise State, San Diego State at Stanford. I don't see a, a, an easy game on that. <laughs> That's awesome. What do you think of the schedules that BYU plays? Oh, I mean, being independent, it allows us to play new teams every year. Um, and so it's, it's fun to be able to go to those places. And having a tough schedule is definitely what you want. Um, you don't want to come out and play a bunch of easy teams and then not be prepared when you have to play the big teams. Um, so I, I really like how they've done the scheduling in the past and how it looks in the future. So I'm excited to play in those big games. It's going to be a lot of fun. Connor, how would you describe yourself as a football player if you had to explain what you do to, I don't know, let's say uh, a, an NFL scout? Um. Never really thought about that, to be honest with you. Um, I think that I'm athletic for an offensive lineman, and I'm I'm re- I do really well in pass protection. Um, my my run blocking, um, I feel like, was really good my senior year. Um, I definitely made major improvements from my junior year to senior year in the run blocking category, um, and uh, I feel like I'm versatile i can play all five of the offensive line positions if need be um and yeah i think that's that's what i would say to them what's your preferred position at 6'6 295 are you a tackle yeah yep tackles what i've played uh most of my life i played a little center and guard when i was younger but only a tackle in high school left tackle. i really love tackle i played uh right and left so he's been around so- connor Hey, it's great to talk to you, man. Absolutely. Uh, very well spoken. You. You're making me feel like my life is very immature. Well, he is world <laughs> class. It goes to Lone Peak. <laughs> oh. No, we appreciate the time, man, and uh, look forward to having you at BYU, of course, after your two-year mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks, Connor. Yeah, no problem. Connor Pay on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. From watching his highlights, I know his favorite breakfast food. Pancakes. It's pancakes, dude. He's knocking fools over left and right. And tell me he's not super impressive. Yeah, he's ready to well go. Spoken. And, and you want guys that want to be here, regardless of who the coaches are. When it, so Connor Pay is going to be here, man. Coming up, what can you expect from us tomorrow on signing day? Uh, a whole lot of awesome, right? Like every day. Yeah. Plus, we whip it with Cougars getting national and conference recognitions. Between the Lines is brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan. Think Nissan. Think Tim Daly Southtown. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler and Connor Pay, new signee for BYU football, offensive lineman at Lone Peak High School. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Tomorrow we have a two-hour BYU Sports Nation signing day special. We're live at 11 a.m. Eastern time. That's an hour earlier than we're normally on the air, so just make a note for your DVR. Uh, we'll keep you up to date and give you the newest and latest signees for the 2018 signing class. We'll be joined by Kalani Satake, Jeff Grimes, Lice Tuiaki, and more in Studio B. Jason Shepard will be in Shep's Lounge in Studio A, where he'll, he, he will have some interviews as well. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern time. 
for a BYU Sports Nation football signing day special. Let's the, whip it. The future's now. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Fred Warner received an official invite to the NFL Draft Combine. Warner is listed by Todd McShay of ESPN as the ninth best inside linebacker prospect. Volleyball. BYU drops one spot to number seven in the latest AVCA coaches poll. Freshman opposite Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, the off-the-block national freshman of the week. He had 30 kills and six sets against UC Santa Barbara. Marks his second such honor this season. Gymnastics. Drops three spots to 21, latest top 25 rankings. Brittany Haas is the MRGC Bars Specialist of the Week after scoring a meet-high 9-9-2-5 Friday night. Baseball. Second baseman Brennan Anderson named to the preseason third-team All-America squad by the National Collegiate Baseball Writers of America. Congratulations to Brennan. Anderson was top 20 nationally in runs. Runs per game, doubles, and hits last season. Baseball starts next week. Jimmer. Fredette scored 19. 19? That's it? Is that a typo? In China for the Shanghai Sharks and a loss to the Shangdong Golden Stars, 117-19. I don't believe he scored 19 points. Track and field. Yet we announced it. (laughs) I don't have better info. Is that right? The men's track and field team dropped from 9th to 12th in the USTF CCCA indoor rankings. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Helping. You need it most. DexterLaw.com. Mr. Brendan Anderson, because baseball, like you said, season starts next week. You had the first pitch dinner auction a couple weeks ago. Super stoked for baseball. They open up against Cal State Northridge. And softball begins this week, by the and way. And softball Thursday. starts Thursday against Stanford. At least it's an easy game. To well, that's the, the thing. Stanford's not one of the 13 top 25 teams that they'll play this year, at least not right now. Anyway, uh, our elite tweet of the day from Colonel James 83. The answer is both. BYU is better suited because they're more offensive, patient, better defensive awareness, but still lacking a strong bench, consistent third score, and too many turnovers. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Check out the audio podcast on iTunes and shout out to Gary and Dennis Pay.